Hi, everybody, and welcome to Outrageous Wellness. My name is Christine Erickson. I'm a psychologist, a personal trainer, and a wellness coach, and a recovering atheist. And I'm here with Kelsey and Charlotte. Please introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Charlotte Sappos. I'm a business person, a Reiki master, and spiritual explorer. And I am Kelsey Williams. I am still an elementary educator, a yoga instructor, <laughs> and an aspiring expert of all things occult. You know, we had that whole job thing there, and it was questionable if I was going to still do that. But we're hanging on for a little bit longer. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes, and we're still so excited that you that everything like fell out the way it did with the with the full moon last month that was crazy 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 that manifestation at the full moon and two job offers boom (laughs) the universe was like we will provide yes Yes. so we had a couple things we were thinking of talking about today i think we're going to start with and see how 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 we go how it all falls out talk about the enneagram which is a personality profile, if you want to think of it that way, uh, but also a way of seeing what your strengths and weaknesses are, your blind spots. Sometimes we need to sit with those for a little bit before we can accept that they are true and that they are things we need to work on. Um, So... The Enneagram, and it's spelled N-E-N-N-E-A-Gram. It's nine personality types it breaks you into. The assessment is relatively brief um, to do it, and uh, and it's actually can be quite eye-opening. That was my experience anyway. So Kelsey already knew what that was, and Charlotte just took the test and found out what hers are. So Charlotte, why don't you just give a brief uh, description of what you found out and how what you're processing right now? Yes, this was so fun. So any you can just uh, Google Enneagram test. And as Christine said, it was really uh, straightforward and pretty simple. So I found out that I am an Enneagram 9, which is the adaptive peacemaker, uh, which is which resonates with me. Um, they give you your gifts and blind spots and, uh, and those actually feel, um, pretty true. And then in addition to that, they give you, uh, what they call their stretch point and then their release point. So as a nine, when I'm stressed, um, I can take on the blind spots of the number six Enneagram. And when I'm sort of firing on all cylinders, I can really take on the, the um, gift qualities of the Enneagram three. So I was looking at the six blind spots and I was like, Oh boy. Yes. (laughs) Which are so 
which are um so when i'm feeling stressed six is the six is the loyalist by the way so um yes loyal skeptic yes so yes when i'm stressed i can focus on the things that can go wrong um which can um elevate a tentative and cautious approach which seems to others like stubbornness and pessimism and i have to share that when um when when uh my husband sometimes will ask me to do something and uh it's not done i am very much getting the why are you so stubborn about this? <laughs> Why are you being so passive aggressive about this? <laughs> Which led us to an entire conversation about what's what is passive aggressive because <laughs> all of us were conversing about it. Yeah, and then I think it's like really cool because the way that they the enneagram says it's like okay when I'm feeling stressed and what 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 happens is I'm thinking oh my gosh. Um, these are all the things that can go wrong. And I get into my head about, okay, I've got to figure this out because I am very much a problem solver. So I'm going within and I mean really within. And so to other people, it seems like I'm being stubborn, but really I'm going, I'm like literally in this internal process that I can't break out of. It has nothing to do with being stubborn. It's really just being stuck actually. So I really en- enjoyed the way that, that they talked about this. I'm not trying to justify. I'm not trying to say I'm not stubborn. She's still processing I'm too. <laughs> I, know, stubborn. I know what that's like. I'm stubborn as hell. And I know this about myself. So there's that. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm a Taurus moon. I'm very stubborn. <laughs> And so does my significant other. So we really butt heads sometimes. <laughs> oh my goodness. So uh, so the reason we wanted to bring this up is because it is a way of, you know, this this uh, podcast is about wellness and looking at wellness from, you know, some more creative perspectives, bringing in uh, some witchy stuff, bringing in some spiritual stuff. Um, and... You know, it's so interesting because so Kelsey and I are both pegged as threes by this, which is the achiever, the achiever. And the mantra for the achiever is even if you fail, you still are worthy of love. existential crisis with this because I was so close to being a three or two because they came out so close to one another and now that you've t- like taught me more Christine and the more about like what is your most stressed self and what is your most like in tune self and so now that I'm looking at the two characteristics of stress and like my most expansive self I'm like am I a two and I didn't even know it because I was only one percentage away Oh, well, you know, I mean, you're close. And that's what I, that's what's kind of interesting too, about a lot of these um, personality tests. I find that I'm often, you know, on the cusp of, of more than one, uh, more than one um, grouping or, or characteristic. 
uh, or type. So, um, yeah. So, you know, this, I find that it's useful to figure out our own motivations that we may be blind to, um, and other people's motivations and why they respond the way they do. And, you know, and, and I was, uh, I was told about this by a woman who is also, she's a coach. And, and so she, was turned on to this a lot, uh, you know, a while ago. And uh, it was, it's actually been around since the 50s. It was developed by a Chilean um, psychologist and, uh, and was brought here to the States by him and was developed in the 70s and, you know, and on. And, and it's just, it's very, it's very fun. It's very cool. It's unlike other personality uh, um, tests or assessments. I find I find that there's a little like sort of like you know like stab the knife a little bit. You know like ooh that's not really me. <laughs> but it's useful though because then you can like look at that and sit with it and uh be like well yeah maybe it is me maybe maybe that is me and i need to work on that so uh, that's yeah. why we're calling them blind spots here uh <laughs> that was i, I love choose um like bad characteristics was like domineering and controlling and i was like Shit, I am a teacher. <laughs> that's, oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it's fair. Okay, I have to ask you guys like a millennial question. Like probably a stupid one out of this. Because okay. I want to see if we can correlate them. Enneagram and Hogwarts houses. What is everybody's Hogwarts house here? Oh, interesting question. I'm Hufflepuff, which makes me think that I might be more of a type 2 than a type 3. Yeah. And that is interesting. And so what would a type three be though? Kelsey? I feel like Gryffindor. You think it would be Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah. That's my sense too. Yeah. Charlotte might be in the same one. With Although, me. you know, a type three could also be a Slytherin. Could also be a Slytherin. Yeah. At the their worst. You know? Same with type eight, which is the, um, which is, uh, the, what do they call it? Challenger. The challenger, challenger. <laughs> the challenger who could be like a paladin type or could also be a, you know, like a Hitler or a Stalin or something like that, you know, <laughs> right. You know what they're worst. That's really funny. That's really funny. Like you would be, I feel like you're Gryffindor for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. That makes I mean, me happy. <laughs> and that's stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I think really bad. Oh my God. Okay. That's funny. But I feel like Charlotte, I feel like you're a Hufflepuff. I feel like you're a Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff. with me. Yeah. I think Hufflepuff sounds right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, I like Hufflepuff just in general. Like, I feel kind of Hufflepuffly. Yeah. I wish they had better colors. So <laughs> speaking of a huff, of Hufflepuff, they, they would be the kitchen witch type too, right? Oh, they would be. Yes. Like, we're talking about prior to this. Yeah. So, we, um, so I've been uh, getting into doing 
uh, herb bundles recently where we've learned, you know, I've learned a lot about, about plants and their magical properties. And, uh, and that's been really fun. Um, and Kelsey has a friend who's a kitchen witch. Um, and uh, so we've been talking about uh, like, it's, this is like the Martha Stewart version of <laughs> outrageous wellness. <laughs> I love it. You know, you're going to have a sanctuary. Okay. There you go. Meanwhile, I, I totally think that Martha Stewart is very witchy. Oh I yes. Mean, she, is, she is really like changed. Hasn't she from the, old Martha Stewart to now like hanging out with Snoop. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, you know, doing prison time will make you really, um, you know, do some inner work there, you know? Exactly. There's, um, there's a new show on the Food Network um, or is it HGTV? Anyway, it's maybe it's HGTV with topiary, like people making giant topiaries and anyway she's one of the guest judges and i was reading something the other day that said that she brings her gummies to the set nice so she's totally like what do we mean gummy gummies weed gummies gummies. so martha stewart's chilling she's chilling You see, I'm so gullible too. I'm like, you kind of have to spell this one out for me. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. But I feel like, you know, it's funny because your home is like the place in herbs and whatnot. It's like, that's where I feel like that's the good, tangible magic. Like, you feel like you're setting your intention, you're doing it, you're putting it out there, and all that good stuff. Yes, exactly. So, you know, I've been, you know, I've, I've done a few of these now. The first one I did for Kelsey, you know, so I had, there was, um, I'm trying to remember, like cedar and rosemary and sage. And uh, what else is in it? You say you're, you, it's still on your on your altar and that you have not tried burning it, um, which is fine. So it was for prosperity, though. I remember that was, it was, it, I made it before you got the job offers. So maybe that sort of helped tip the scales a little bit too. For sure. Yeah. So cinnamon sticks. Um, there was some cinnamon sticks in it, and yeah. um, can't remember what else off the top of my head. Um, but you know, and I've done a couple others. So, and part of that was part of what's happened since then is I have this app on my phone now where I can go around and take pictures of things in my yard in my garden and and it'll tell me what they are and then I can uh kind of get a feel for what you know what they what they do for us and I found out that we have catnip in our garden we have an ornamental version of catnip and now I know why our cats like to go and hang out in that area speaking of of Martha Stewart and her gummies um my cats have their little um you know their, their little you know, in the bushes, like, you know, hanging out and enjoying themselves. themselves. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been really fun. So catnip, I also have, um, discovered why I love, um, butterfly bushes so much, which I now have planted in my garden. They are sort of gateways to the fairy. Um, yeah, isn't that fun? Um, I love to see that. Yes. So, um, and they are, 
they they help balance the third eye and the heart chakra. Mm, beautiful. Isn't that isn't that lovely? For my new house. Yes. Yes. Get a butterfly bush. And um, hydrangeas are wonderful for boundaries. I learned so, and I have I I have been planting hydrangea bushes over the last few years, uh, without realizing what I was doing. So that was really yeah. So that's really good. Um, And Christine, um, I think you shared with me that hydrangeas. So it's boundaries, but it's also um, so. Uh, good energy, right? Like, um, kind of, um, it, it, it dispels negative energy and it enhances positive yes. energy, which again, I think is really neat. You know, if you're having people over for dinner or you're setting a table just for you and your family and you have hydrangea and you clip it and put it on the table, isn't that beautiful to kind of think about setting an intention? It does, and I apologize for the noise in the background, but my um, my yard is being um, it, they're doing they're mowing and and stuff right now. So <laughs> please, let them, please let them know to be careful about the fairies, though, while they're out. Yes, exactly. I know. You know it's wild because, like, I used to work in a florist, and we would put hydrangeas in a bunch of different bouquets, and so like. Some of my most favorite ones were like with weddings. Weddings would have those beautiful hydrangeas in there. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, with that intention setting, like you're just spelling negative, bringing positive, the idea of, and it, I mean, every family needs to set appropriate boundaries. So that's, that feels very Yeah. The hydrangeas are definitely, I mean, the planets uh, it's associated with are the moon, Jupiter, and Neptune. Um, they're good for psychic awareness, intuitiveness, boundaries putting up protective barriers, shielding, drawing love, attracting good. Um, so Jupiter is very expansive and like abundant in its own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's so many beautiful things, beautiful plants, beautiful flowers that you can, you know, sort of be more in- intentional with what you include in uh, flower arrangements uh, I've been doing as you know the herb bundles and I've always loved flower arranging and so now I've sort of taken that to the next level at this point you know I love it this is something fun and I love that people appreciate it too and appreciate the intentions behind it uh, you know and it and they'll change like based on the time of year too so it's the person it's the time of year like what's available in my garden at the time um you know and and then at uh and then in the winter there's still lots of you know things like holly and and things like that that's still available even they I mean not... you bring a tree in your home bring a whole ass tree in your home yes <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> i was thinking about that i'm like that's so funny like we like Sitting here, we're bringing a tree just like into our space, and now I'm living with somebody who hates fake trees. So it's going to be a whole ass real life tree. Wow! <laughs> yes, that'll be fun. That'll be that really fun. So fun! It'll smell so good. Yes. Well, I'm gonna have him clean the pine needles though because I'm too lazy. So that's why I have fake trees. <laughs> yeah. So I've been sort of really um, stretching my wings here, learning about my um 
you know, my shortcomings and kind of being really honest with myself about that stuff, working with from a Jungian perspective on my shadow, my shadow self. And as I shine light on that and learn more about myself, I find that I can then help other people, you know, who have been through situations and are having trouble, uh, you know, working through them. And I can kind of talk about my experience and then they can take what, what they've, what I've learned and take what applies to their situation and try things out and see if they can help work through their, their stuff, um, which has been really rewarding too, you know, as a, as a coach and as a, as a three with a wing, with a two wing, my two, my Enneagram two wing, which is the, the helper. Um, and I love that. Um, and, uh, whoo. And I pulled the runes. I told you about the runes I pulled yesterday from my, um, I have the, I have the elder Flutarch runes and they're on the, um, they're, they're on pieces of bone. And a friend of mine gave these to me a few years ago and I pulled three and the three I pulled were the rune for water, the rune for Odin, who keeps coming up uh, for me recently, and the rune for horse, which is movement. So water is like, uncon the way I read it was water is unconscious, Odin is knowledge, um, and horse is movement. So it was telling me that I'm on the right path. I am working towards, um, learning more about myself, self-knowledge, and, and that I'm, you know, sort of moving down the right path for that. And uh, so that's been really fun. How about you guys? I, uh, well, I realized the other day as I was kind of moving into my house that, um, sorry, I know we were kind of shifting topics a little bit because I was just thinking about this as we were talking and like reflection and all yes. the reflections you've been doing. So there's like every home has numerology and in terms of your, your house number. And so I realized I have an 11 house, which is a master number. And I was like, well, shit. Sorry, I mean, we're going to put an E on this episode, <laughs> so I apologize. But I was like, oh my God, that's a master number. That's like manifestation. That's like enlightenment. That's like, it's, I was a little like blown away. I was like, so I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm in an 11 home. That's awesome. So sorry, I just thought I'd check That's that okay. In. That's all right. You know what else we we should mention the 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 the, the witchy cocktails too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Related to the flowers and the herbs. This is the the Martha Stewart um, <laughs> edition of Outrageous Wellness. <laughs> I mean, home numerology. We got the bundles of herbs. We're understanding how to place the house. Now let's just go straight into the witchy cocktails. You know, how do you set the home, the space for a witchy wonderland? But let me tell you, um, <laughs> I was, we were playing a little bit. We were talking about this because Christine brought it up that you can have like different cocktails because you got the witchology magazine, right? Yes. We should start it. Right. There is a and magazine yeah. called Witchology that, uh, yeah. yes, that you can. Uh, it comes out quarterly and they had a witchy cocktail in it so i was like oh that's really cool because like i enjoy putting things together people always have kind of made jokes that pizza is the prosperity spell with basil and the tomatoes and 
I was wondering, you know, how can you intentionally create a fun, uh, maybe like a mocktail or a cocktail to, to set an intention around something and enjoy. And so there is this lady that created multiple books. One is you can buy on pre-order. I have not purchased one yet, but I'm going to. It's Julia Haddis um, wrote a book on witchcraft cocktails, 70 seasonal drinks infused with magic and ritual. And I think that sounds just really fun when you're hanging out with some friends. You could even do like a mini bar where people like come around and you have all the things that you can make your mocktail or your cocktail out of. And people come around and they create um, something based on that intention. So I think that could be a really cool party theme. Maybe that's what I'm going to do for my uh, my housewarming Your housewarming party, party yes. Come make a witchy cocktail. Perfect. Charlotte, any any closing thoughts from you? Um, well, we just came off of that solar moon eclipse, solar ring of fire. Ring of um, fire makes me think of social distortion covering uh, covering Johnny Cash. <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, Christine, it's you know that the that they were talking about that it's a way to integrate shadow you know, it into yourself and really look at shadows. So the Enneagram I think is perfect. So now you're letting, you were letting go of things. We were all letting go of things. And now this is like a new chapter, a new doorway is opened and setting new intentions. So one of the intentions that I set is to incorporate the violet flame more into my life yes and the violet flame is a spiritual energy that was um, given to humanity by saint germain who is an ascended master and basically it's it's really just every day you um you have a mantra about the violet flame and it's literally bringing that energy into your life and you imagine the violet flame cleansing your energy and also turning it on so that you can be the best uh, version of yourself. So that's been kind of fun. I'm learning about the violet flame and I can talk more about it as I learn, but um, I'm excited about that. That sounds awesome. That sounds wonderful. Ooh, so this was a great, I really enjoyed this today. Thank you guys for being here with me. Thank you. Thank you. I had a good time. Yes. So let's go make some witchy cocktails and yeah. uh, and talk about our blind spots and uh, <laughs> shine some light on the shadow. And um, so we can show, show the world the best version of ourselves. Absolutely. Thank you for being here today. This has been Outrageous Wellness, and we will see you next week, probably talking about this uh the the summer solstice. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Have a great week and I will see you see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.